The Holy Gospel according to St. Matthew chapter 6. Beware of practicing your piety before others in order to be seen by them, for then you have no reward from your Father in heaven. So whenever you give alms, do not sound a trumpet before you as the hypocrites do in the synagogues and the streets, so that they may be praised by others. Truly, I tell you, they have received their reward. But when you give alms, do not let your left hand know what your right hand is doing, so that your alms may be done in secret, and your Father who sees in secret will reward you. And whenever you pray, do not be like the hypocrites, for they love to stand and pray in the synagogues and at the street corners, so that they may be seen by others. Truly, I tell you, they have received their reward. But whenever you pray, go into your room and shut the door and pray to your Father who is in secret, and your Father who sees in secret will reward you. And whenever you fast, do not look dismal like the hypocrites, for they disfigure their faces as to show others that they are fasting. Truly, I tell you, they have received their reward. But when you fast, put oil on your head and wash your face, so that your face fasting may not be seen by others, but by your Father who is in secret, and your Father who sees in secret will reward you. Do not store up for yourselves treasures on earth, where moth and rust consume, where thieves break in and steal. But store up for yourselves treasures in heaven, where neither moth nor rust consumes, and where thieves do not break in and steal. For where your treasure is, there will be your heart also. The Gospel of the Lord. You may be seated. I'd like to take a second and pray for the families in Florida who lost children this afternoon and for those who are in the hospital, uh, 17 deaths, 14 in the hospital, and uh, one person in custody. Let us pray. Almighty God, You are the one who has walked in our footsteps. You know pain and suffering and loss and death. We ask that you send your Holy Spirit to be with the families that have lost loved ones, to bring healing to those that are in the hospital, to bring healing to the families and and youth that saw this violence, be with the one who did this. Lord, in your mercy, hear our prayer. Amen. Nineteen forty-five. Any of you remember that? Barely. Barely. Good. Uh, 1945 was the last time that Ash Wednesday and Valentine's Day fell on the same date. It's based on the rotation of the moon and counting 40 days, 
and it doesn't come up, and now in the next 16 years or so, it'll come up twice more, and then it'll be another 49 years or something. So, it's strange to sit here with crosses on our forehead, thinking about romantic thoughts and giving our loved ones Valentine cards. You know, it, it's, it's, how shall we celebrate Valentine's Day, to, dear? How about if we go to an Ash Wednesday service and the pastor will read from Matthew and tell us how to be righteous? Or, I like one last Sunday when we talked about it. How about if we use chocolate crosses on our forehead? Or, this is probably for the men. Honey, I've decided to treat you like royalty this Valentine's Day. First, we'll go to Burger King for lunch, and then Dairy Queen for dessert, and then Chinese Royal Buffet for dinner. How's that for royal treatment? Yes, okay. But it doesn't end there. It's still Ash Wednesday. And then we'll go to church and spread ashes on our foreheads and repent of our sins. I don't know. Our world would be sadder without Valentine's Day, and I'm all in favor of it, but probably not tonight. Because Ash Wednesday is about the most beautiful love there is. The love of God and all the love that God has for us. And I would guess that's the reason why you're here tonight. Because of love for God and God's love for you. For many of us, this is probably one of the most important services during the year. Valentine's Day history, it's kind of mysterious. It's based on Christian and Roman, ancient Roman tradition. The Catholic Church, because that's the only church there was then, has three saints named Valentinus, all whom were martyred. One Valentine was a priest who served during the third century Rome. Emperor Claudius II decided that single men made better soldiers than soldiers with wives and children, and so he outlawed marriage for young men. Valentine, realizing the injustice, defied Emperor Claudius, did marriages for young lovers, and when he was found out, Emperor Claudius put him to death. Another Valentine was killed for attempting to help Christians escape from the harsh Roman prisons where they were often beaten and tortured. And the other Valentine was imprisoned and was, as legend says, the first one to send a Valentine greeting to his girlfriend. He was put into jail and fell in love with the jailer's daughter, and so he sent a letter that was signed, From Your Valentine.
The other part of Valentine's Day is that in mid-February, the Christian church decided that St. Valentine's Feast Day would Christianize the pagan celebration of Lepercalia. Lepercalia was a fertility festival and all that that entails. And it survived until it was deemed unchristian in the 5th century. So that brings us out of Valentine's Day and into Ash Wednesday. There's a Hebrew legend about a disobedient angel who pleaded for mercy from God. God said that he would not punish the angel, but for atonement for his rebellion, he was told to bring back from earth the most precious thing in the world. And so he started his search. He found a soldier dying on the battlefield defending his country. The angel caught the last drop of blood. And God said, The courage of one who gives his life is precious, but not the most precious. So the angel resumed his hunting. He found a nurse dying of a disease. She caught healing a child back into health. And God said, the selfless devotion of one who saved the life of a child is precious, but it is not most precious of all. The angel continued to look, and one day he saw a farmer preparing to kill a man who had been stealing his cattle. The farmer had a gun ready and stood at the window of the thief's cottage, watching as he kissed his children goodnight and tucked them in the bed. At that moment, the farmer realized and remembered his own children, and he lowered his gun. He shuddered to think what he had been on the verge of destroying, the happiness of another home, and a tear rolled down his cheek. The angel caught the tear and brought it to God. God smiled and accepted the tear with rejoicing. You are fully pardoned, for there is nothing more precious than the tear of repentance. This evening we marked our foreheads with the cross, uh, with ashes, And we've asked God to cleanse us from all sin because we miss the mark of holy living. And we pray to be restored into the relationship with God that allows us to live in this sinful world. The text tonight talks about three things. Almsgiving, or sacrifice, praying, and fasting. Almsgiving. All the church wants is money. I suppose that saying is true. 
Yes, it is true. Money is most dear to our hearts, the love which drives us to scandal and worse, and needs to be given to our Lord. If God was looking at what was giving, what do you think God would say? This people on me with their lips, but their hearts, where their treasure is, is far from me. So during this season of Lent, I would hope that we arrive at the conclusion of what does it mean to give? What does money mean in our life? We need to see the evil, the greed, the selfishness of how we mishandle God's resources that God has given us for this short time called life. Examine your giving during Lent and honor the Savior. Praying. Praying is communication with God. The God who loved you so much he gave his one and only Son into the cross that we might be with him. As the song says, what a privilege to carry everything to God in prayer. So Lent is a time of reviewing and repairing and enlarging our time for prayer, for communication with God. As we look at our sin, and we look at the sacrifice that was made for us, let us remember our prayers. Jesus prayed, and he prayed often, and he prayed alone, and he prayed in worship, and he prayed with his disciples. Prayer is important for us. Examine your prayer life during this Lenten season. It's God's gift to you. Fasting. Not starvation, but doing something to focus our thoughts. Martin Luther wrote, Fasting and bodily preparation is indeed indeed a fine outward training. But he that is worthy and well prepared has faith in these words, given and shed for you for the remission of sins. Faith is turning to God and giving up and getting rid of all kinds of sinful stuff, such as worry and gossip and greed and spiteful criticism of others, an unforgiving spirit, and the list goes on. What kind of fasting is most highly recommended? That kind of fasting is most highly recommended at this time of the year and any time that we give up those sinful things. Fasting is simply there to remind us what our Lord gave up, his life, as a ransom for all. And piety. 
that righteousness. The point for us is that piety is not an addition to our life. It is rather at the heart of our lives because it reflects the deepest relationship we have. We need to discipline our souls and to pray and to fast and to give alms so that we, if we feel like it or not, are pious before God. Martin Luther said about prayer, as it is the business of tailors to make clothes and cobblers to mend shoes, so it is the business of a Christian to pray. God assumes that we will be praying. Amen.